So then that's when I said, in order to be able to make this dream happen, I'm going to, you know, change my mindset, go to therapy, sell all my stuff, and finally let go of all my belongings. And I did. I actually got, got rid of a lot of stuff. Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 110 with Jennifer Fust. If you've been struggling getting rid of your stuff, if your friends and family like to joke that you are maybe a hoarder, then this is the episode for you, because Jennifer Fust is a former hoarder who sold over 4,000 items on Facebook after falling in love with tiny houses. And she has made the journey from being a hoarder to being a tiny house dweller. And she shares videos and updates from her life on a YouTube channel that she maintains. And in this conversation, we'll talk all about how Jennifer approaches owning possessions as she lives tiny, you know, how she continues to resist the urge to consume more, and also just about what it's like and how you can learn to let go of your stuff. So it's a really great episode if you're struggling with hanging on to too much stuff, you're a bit of a hoarder. This is a conversation with Jennifer Fust. Enjoy. Are you fascinated by the tiny lifestyle but not sure if living in one is for you? Relax and let your tiny dreams run wild while you color 15 unique tiny homes inside and out. Coloring is a perfect activity for being stuck at home, especially after you've watched everything on Netflix. The Color Me Tiny coloring book includes a variety of tiny houses on wheels and the beautiful nature that surrounds them. The images all come from real photos that highlight the broad range of tiny house shapes and sizes. Each featured home also includes an interior scene to show what it's like to live in a tiny house day after day. So if you want to color a tiny Vardo on the beach, a cozy tiny house on wheels nestled in the snow, or several homes that feature their four-legged occupants, Color Me Tiny is for you. Color Me Tiny is on sale for just $9.99 and ships free via Amazon Prime. You can learn more at thetinyhouse.net slash color. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash color. All right, I am here with Jennifer Fust. Jennifer used to be a hoarder, but was so tired of her belongings controlling her that she decided to change her life once and for all. She sold over 4,000 items on Facebook and at the end was finally free to live more simply. Fast forward one and a half years and Jen's been sharing her tiny house journey and lifestyle with the world on her YouTube channel, Tiny Dreamer. She lives with her three cats and runs a small herbal and natural remedy business out of her home called Goddess of Herbs. Jennifer Fust, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have you on. Uh, I'm curious, was there like one possession in particular that was like the straw that broke the camel's back that you were like, all right, that's it. I gotta, I gotta do something. Um, it was basically more of a, it was a bunch of stuff. Actually, it was, I, I used to go to a bunch of garage sales and stuff and 
estate sales and my house became so overwhelming that, I mean, I would look around my house and be like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I would get angry when I cleaned because I'd have to take all this stuff off the, the everything I'd had to have to take it all off the cabinets and stuff. So I didn't have to clean. So I stopped cleaning and I was like, there's gotta be something else that I can do. So I sold it all. I had to, trip my mind into believing that it was okay to give up all this stuff. How, how did you do that? I mean, that's, I feel like that's a major challenge for so many people. I went to therapy. I actually went to therapy. Yeah. For a whole year, I went to therapy to get over anxiety, to get over being able to give up stuff that I've been hoarding for 40 years. So it helped. I feel it really helped because I started breaking away my life and able to sell everything. Whereas before I was like, I could never do this. Yeah, no, that that's powerful. And it, it's yeah. good for you for realizing that you needed to do Thank that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm curious, did the idea for a tiny house, was that something that motivated you to do this? Or is it something that you kind of realized you could do? Oh, now that I have so little stuff, I could live in a tiny house. Um, I thought in order to go tiny, I'm going to have to sell all my stuff. So I had the dream of going tiny first. And then I thought, you know, I could never do this with all my stuff. So then that's when I said, in order to be able to make this dream happen, I'm going to, you know, change my mindset, go to therapy, sell all my stuff, and finally let go of all my belongings. And I did. I actually got got rid of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I feel like having a goal like that is really helpful both for getting rid of stuff and for saving money. It's like when you know that you're you're doing it for a real reason, then it's a lot easier oh, to, yeah. to do it. Yeah. I gave myself a year, so, you know, I accomplished it in one year, so wow. It's one of the Yeah, it was it was it, it was extremely and it sorry, it was an accomplishment for me. <laughs> Don't apologize. Yeah, it's a that's an accomplishment. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Thank so, you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, curious, like maybe we could talk through the process that you used for for selling the stuff. Um, did you find that Facebook was the best place to sell, or that's just what you ended up using? I did. Um, I'm a big promoter on Facebook, so what I did was created my own group. I didn't like how the local groups didn't allow me to sell certain things. Like they didn't allow me to ship stuff. So I said, well, I want to be able to ship my stuff all over the world. So I created my own group um, and decided to make it a little bit more than garage sale prices. So because I was giving up all my belongings, it wasn't, it wasn't junk. I still loved this stuff. So I wanted to get the money that it was worth. So say a crystal if a crystal was $80, I would sell it for $60 mm-hmm. and it would sell for $60. I didn't want to sell it in a garage sale group and have someone say, we take five bucks for that. So I actually ended up getting a lot of money back that I bought all this stuff. That's fantastic. Although I guess that that does take some patience. Like if you're trying to do it really fast, like in a month that you might just right. have to let stuff go. Right. But I did give myself a year to get rid of all this. And I actually did get rid of all of it. So $10,000 later, I, it was great. I made, you know, and that all went into the tiny house too. Amazing. I bought stuff for the tiny house. Nice. Um, so what, you know, I'm sure there were things that 
you tried to sell but couldn't, what did you do with those? Um, I ended up giving them to donation or goodwill or at the end of our garage sales, what we would do is we would tell the last person that they could take anything they wanted for free. Ah. These people, yeah, these people would back in their cars and literally take everything on the driveway. So that, and it would help us not to be able to have to take it to Goodwill, box all this stuff up, have AMVETs come and get it. So at, the, at our very last day for the garage sale, we had people come take the stuff for free. And the stuff they didn't want, we'd take it to Goodwill. And this was an in-person garage sale? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any recommendations on like where, you know, if somebody's listening to this and is like, okay, I want to start this process. I want to sell all my stuff in a year. Um, did you have like a particular area of your life or like a particular type of item that you started with and then, you know, progressed through? Um, I actually started with my collectibles. I honestly don't feel that you know, unless you can afford to house a collectible, I don't think that a tiny house should have a collectible. So I started with my shot glasses. I had like 40 of them. I don't need 40 shot glasses. I'm not a big drinker. So why keep them in, in the house and magnets too. So the point of collecting these things was my travels in order, you know, you go to a place, you get a shot glass and a magnet and I, you start saving all these up. And I said, the first thing I'm going to do is get rid of my collectibles. So as I started peeling away little portions of my life, those are the first two things that I, and I said, this was easy. I, I can do, I think I can do this. So nice. it so, really so, helped uh, to start somewhere. So you kind of start somewhere and then build up some momentum. Yeah. To try to get rid of even more important things. Right. Like you start with the, the least important things and then you, you then have to realize I've got to get rid of like a lot of my favorite things and it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So what came next after the collectibles? Um, I'd want to say stuff like my crystals. I collect a lot of crystals, stuff like clothes, shoes, things that I just hoarded for a very long time. You just start getting rid of stuff that you don't need. And you, you, you start looking at your house and your life as keep all the things that you need and only the things that you need. So it was easier for me to get rid of all the stuff that I didn't need and that I didn't use. And then I could visually see all the stuff that, uh, you know, I was going to bring with me into the tiny house. Nice. And so at, at what point during the process did you start planning your tiny house? And I'm curious if you like early on, you were like, oh, I need a place in the tiny house for, for this thing. And then like by the end, you didn't have that thing anymore. Um, it was actually day one. I wrote down a draft of everything that I was going to need. And from day one, I started writing down, you know, well, what I would need in the kitchen, what I would need in my bedroom, what I would need in my office. And as things started selling, I would cross it out like, oh, I don't have that anymore. So then I don't need space for that anymore. So I would tweak my floor plans a little bit, but uh, most uh, mostly you know, the floor plans came in play after all the stuff was sold. When I, when I realized I knew how much stuff I had to deal with in the house was when I could truly make a floor plan that all of that stuff could fit in. Got it. Yeah. Did you, um, did you build or buy your tiny house? 
I had it custom built. Nice. Okay. So it was a, it was a design. Did you, was it kind of based on an existing design or just totally, totally your design? It was mostly my design, but then when I sat down with the builder, some of the things he didn't agree with, some of the things he's like, well, how are you going to fit this here? How are you going to fit this here? So then he would suggest things and I would adopt some of what he wanted in there too. Like he said, no, I think the bathroom would look better with, you know, the toilet over here and this here. So I said, oh, you know, I never even thought about that. So I, we changed my floor plan a little bit. So it's half mine, half theirs. (laughs) Nice. How do you, how do you continue to resist the urge to kind of hoard and buy things? Well, I look at my house and if I see any kind of clutter, I basically say, you know, you're starting to get cluttered again. Don't, don't let yourself do this. If you want to bring more stuff in, get rid of some of the stuff that, you know, you see as cluttered. So in a lot of my videos, because I've had a hoarding problem, I do a lot of declutter videos and just reorganizing so that I could, because I'm, I'm having problems with this living in a tiny house. This is the first time that this has happened. So I'm learning this stuff as I'm, as I'm going. So bringing stuff in, you know, you kind of have to say one thing out if you want to bring one thing in. However, I do a handful of stuff out if I want to bring something in. So it's a work in progress to try to stay this way. Yeah, I'm sure. What, I mean, what are some (laughs) other tips or lessons that you've learned? Um, well, I've been just reorganizing and downsizing some more and stuff like that, trying not to bring certain things in. Um, tips, I would say, again, don't buy things that you don't need. Um, make sure that everything has a place. So your plan, if your floor plan, you're trying to decide what you're going to put in your tiny house, make sure that that item that you're naming has a place in the house. If you don't know where you're going to put it, don't bring it in. Because if it's just going to sit there and you're not going to have a place for it, it's going to be clutter. It's going to be all extra stuff that you don't need. Yeah, that's that's good advice. So how long have you lived in the tiny house now? Um, In June, on June 1st, it will be two years. So about a year and 10 months already. So long enough to, to like, if, if, the, if the honeymoon period has worn off it probably already has um i'm still loving it nice. i well, seriously I'm, not, I'm still lo- i'm not saying that you don't don't still love it but i'm curious i guess i'm asking i always like to ask like is there anything about living tiny that you didn't expect either positive or negative that is that was a surprise in the beginning i got a water reclamation system from my builder it didn't really work so well and i wasn't expecting that to go the way that it was. So I changed to campground water and that is so much better for my situation. So it's cleaner water. It doesn't smell like eggs. I had a tough time using the water system and I had no clue it was going to be like that. So. So when you say water reclamation, was that like harvesting rainwater or was that something? Correct. It was harvesting uh, rainwater And then it would go through a system of filters to filter out all of the debris, whatever is going into your gray water system, you know, but I had, it wasn't a perfected water system and he had taken it off the market. So 
only 15 people out of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of builds got it. So, you know, I did get a refund for it and I switched to the campground water, which is amazing. I still don't want to be using as much water as I am. And maybe I'll go back to some kind of a water system when I get land. But for now, it's amazing using the campground water. It's clean. It's it's hot water. It doesn't smell. So that's great. Yeah, it feels a lot better. The campground provides hot water, too. Well, no, I have a water heater. Okay. okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it heated up the other water, too, but it smelled like eggs. It mm. had floaties in it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I didn't understand how to fix this problem. So I kind of just I got rid of it. Yeah, that doesn't sound very appealing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're living in a camp, an RV campground? It's, it's a campground, yes. It's a year, uh, full year, year round campground. And how, how has that been? Did you have any trouble like getting them to accept the tiny house or anything like that? No, actually in my studies and in my research, I, in Illinois, I found 37 different campgrounds that accepted tiny houses. But then two months later, I went to call all of those places again and only 12 of them were year round or seasonal, but I called those places again and only like one or two places accepted out of those 12. This was the first one. This campground was the first one to say yes. So I said, I'm there. I jumped, I jumped right on it. And I said, I will be there because I needed a play, a legal place to stay. Right. Right. And if you don't mind sharing what, what is the cost of, of renting there? Um, for a pull through spot or for a worker spot, it's $600 a month. And that includes water, sewer, electric, Wi-Fi, and say, uh, garbage pickup. And then if you're, mm -hmm. what do you mean by it? What's a pull through spot? Uh, these are spots where you can live there year round, but they are for workers who work at say an electrical plant. So they're, they travel for say four months and you know they'll be in the state of Illinois and then the next four months they'll go to Texas to do another job. So they'll pull through and then when they leave, they just pull right through the other side and pull out. Okay. Okay. It's not backed in. It's not, you know, put together like a home in a yard. Got it. Is that so an option in, there or are they all yes, kind of okay? Yes. I was in the pull through section at first and I was paying four hundred dollars because I was permanent, whereas all these other people were workers. And recently, last year, I moved to a mobile home spot, which made my rent go down to $350 per month. But then I had to get metered electric. So now I have my own electric bill from the, uh, the electric company, and then $350 for rent. That sounds pretty affordable. That's great. Yeah, it's not bad at all. My electric's pretty high, but... <laughs> do you? What do you think accounts for that? Um, I believe it's my space heaters and my mini split being on a high, a high setting. Yeah. So I, I learned just recently that you're supposed to have it lower. Mm. So I did a video, I did a video on that too. So that'll be coming up as well. But I had an, like a $173 bill and I was like, what is making my electric wow. so high in a tiny house? So I did two, two more months worth of, you know, analyzing my electric bill and changing things. And I got it down to 125. <laughs> nice. All right. 
So this is a mini split that both heats and cools? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I could imagine that plus some space heaters would use quite a bit of electricity. Correct. And there's four space heaters that I have. So I kind of feel like I'm using a lot of heat and I'm paying for it. So now I'm wearing more clothes. There you go. Yeah, you got to yes. bundle up. Yeah. So I'm putting the, the heat down, turning off the space heaters and putting on clothes in order to be warmer. Yeah, that's good. It's like heat, heat the person rather than the space. Correct. I've heard that electric blankets are great, too, and, and for sleeping. Okay. Um, rather than a space heater. <laughs> right. Rather than a space heater, they use a lot less electricity, and then you're just keeping yourself warm again. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So um, tell me a bit about your, your YouTube channel, Tiny Dreamer. It sounds like you are sharing kind of experiences as you have them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, when I first went tiny, there was none of these videos. There was tour videos, tour this video or tour this house, tour this house, tour this house. But there was nobody living in a tiny house that said what happened when a toilet goes bad or what happens when, you know, you bring too much stuff in real life stuff. So I said to myself, I'm going to be that person. And I, so I started hammering out videos of me living my life in my tiny house and, you know, a lot of people appreciate it. And, you know, I've got some good videos coming up. So. That's great. How, how often do they come out? Um, I post once a week, every Sunday. Nice. I used to post every two weeks, but I changed it because I did a poll and people were wanting to see them weekly. So I started making them weekly now. So, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, you, you come to think of it, you're you're quite right. There's like a lot of tour videos. Yes. Um, And yeah. not as many like here's my day to day or week to week experience Correct. of living tiny. Correct. The house is clean. It's perfect. You're 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 being shown through like a perfect house and it's like right. it's well, that, person cleaned, that person cleaned for that tour but what about daily living you know sure sure what happens when there's problems what happens when you know so all that yeah so do you have any like immediate plans to to move you mentioned wanting your own land yes i am i'm hoping this spring or summer in search of land in a warmer state uh Basically, so I don't have to skirt and heat tape, just to be honest. I, I don't want to have to do that chore. But again, I'm living in a tiny house for the first time, and I realize you have all these extra things to do. So so I don't have to do that. I thought maybe live in a warm state, settle down there, and I would like to buy another tiny house to rent out Airbnb. And then I would also like to create maybe two to five more spots for other tiny houses to come in and rent from me. So a mini tiny house community. Nice. A mini community. That's great. I, I think that, that we're starting to see more examples of that. And it's great because it, it gives people options to, to like live with other people who are living in tiny houses. I agree. And legal. If someone knows that their land can, you know, house another tiny house and they're offering a spot. Sure. That that's gold. Like I was looking for spots like that. I, you know, I was looking for people renting out backyards and campgrounds and land that would allow me, but I wasn't finding much. So it's a lot of research to do. 
Yeah, it is a lot of research to do, and it sounds. Are there are there other tiny houses on wheels at at your campground? There is one. They pulled in, I think, in November of last year. So they they parked right behind me, and then they just moved to a different spot within the campground. They were in a six hundred dollars spot. They found an, a mobile spot opened up, so now they're in a three fifty spot. Nice. Yeah. And they're workers. Ah. So yeah, they are workers. They will be leaving their mobile home spot, but they got a cheaper spot because it's in the mobile home area. Got it. So they'll just yeah. pull their tiny home to wherever they're going to live next. Yeah. And do the same thing there. Nice. Yeah. So I'm curious, like how else has your life changed since you, since you moved into the tiny other than the, you know, selling 4,000 items on Facebook? <sighs> Well, I'm trying to get out of the rut of the everyday nine to five um, working outside there. So I'm starting to focus on my self-employed jobs. Uh, This is not something I could have done in my apartment because I needed a thousand dollars rent. Just to be honest with you, my YouTube channel does not make me a thousand dollars yet. You know, I am seriously only making like one hundred and thirty dollars a month. So Hence the whole, you know, me selling all my, I'm trying to sell tiny dreamer shirts and stuff like that. And then the portions go to the channel, but for that money that I'm making, it's not paying the bills. So I'm kind of using my, you know, some savings. So I could not do this if I was still in an apartment. I feel this is a complete different lifestyle and I'm able to work from home and focus on it because I don't have to find a job to make more money to pay these bills. Right. It really frees up a lot of time. Yeah. And not just time, but, you know, it just frees up. Yeah. I just, I don't want to work out there. I want to focus on my jobs. And then when I get my land out, that'll be my third self-employed job. And then I'll just have all those three, they're all three passions. And I, you know, I won't need to be gone from my partner eight hours a week or, or eight hours a day. I'll be at home doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly even with them. Yeah, exactly. So did your three cats arrive after the tiny house or did you already have them? You've been hoarding cats for longer. (laughs) I actually had two cats before I moved tiny and they were uh, Rocky and Romeo. Romeo passed away on December 4th of 2019. Mm, Uh, When I had those two cats, I introduced two new kittens so then I had four cats, but then, like I said, uh, Romeo passed away. So now I have the three. Do you have um, any kind of uh, like, what's the setup in your tiny house for their litter box? Is it somewhere clever and hidden? Uh, yes, I actually put my litter box underneath the storage staircase. They have a little uh, swinging door that they go in and then they go through a hole in the wall and they use the litter box. It has a fan that's vented out to the back or actually to the front uh, so that it vents out the dust and odors and you can't even smell it throughout the house. That's fantastic. I also have a cat loft and that has two litter boxes in it as well. I think they say one litter box per, per cat. So I've got three litter boxes, three cats. Okay. What, how, what's the cat loft? How does that work? Um, in my office, I've got an eight by eight office and above it is a three by eight 
cat loft. So it's got uh, a scratcher in there. It's got beds. It's got the litter boxes. And it does have two bookcases to keep some of my books on there. And there's a ladder going up to it. So they do climb up the ladder to get to (laughs) the cat loft. And they sleep in there all the time and they use it all the time. So it's basically their room. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Our cat doesn't sleep in the same place for more than like a week. He like sleeps sleeps in one place and then like basically never again. So I don't know that I would build a cat loft because Calvin would just abandon it after a week. Wow. But I like I that's that's adorable. I'm sure you have a YouTube tour of the cat loft. I actually have it coming. I have 12 videos ready oh, nice. um, for the next for the next 12 weeks. Good and it's, it's it's one of those videos in there. <laughs> it awesome. is. It's a mini review of the cat loft. That's fantastic. Have you <laughs> have you seen any other tiny houses with a cat loft? No, I have not. I have not. No, I've <laughs> seen catwalks. I have a catwalk as well, but I have not seen any with a cat loft. Oh, so they can walk from one loft to the other. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sure they do. Yep. And they run up and down it. Yeah. They chase each other. They stampede. It's made with uh, real wooden sticks and branches. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's rustic looking. It's really, it's my favorite part of my tiny house. I get all excited talking about it. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm definitely going to put pictures. If there, if there are pictures, I'll put them on the show notes page for this episode because I'm sure people are going to want to see them. Okay. And there's videos about that too. I have a video about the cat law or the catwalk. Uh, yeah. And I'm actually having one edited right now where they're acting like the whole house is their jungle gym. Nice. So there's going to be like the whole video is going to be them running everywhere, jumping off of everything just (laughs) in one continuous flow. That's awesome. I'm, I can't wait to see these. These sound really entertaining. (laughs) Yay. Do you, do you have plans for more more pets or is three a good number for the tiny house i think three is going to be a good number i wasn't trying to replace romeo so you know these two kittens just came from an old friend that you know i didn't want the cats to be put outside so i took two of them and then when romeo passed i thought three is enough i don't need any more yeah i'm even gonna build a catio outside this window here a catio yeah, and if from their cat loft, which is right above me, they're going to go through another swinging door and be able to go outside into another. So this will be like an uh, elevated outdoor platform for them? Yes, yes. Enclosed since they're indoor cats. Okay. And then they're going to be able to run and jump and play out there too. get some fresh air. Your sounds like your cats have a good life there. They totally do. (laughs) I built this house with them in mind as well, because, you know, going from a 900 square foot apartment to a 224 square foot house, I kind of felt selfish. I felt I was taking away their running room, their playing room, jumping room. However, I don't think that's the case anymore. I see how they handle this house and they're fine. They're absolutely fine. Yeah, I think I think pets are very adaptable. They don't have the like anxiety or like just all the stuff that humans seem to deal with True. like cultural cultural pressure about the size <laughs> of your house, like all these things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um one thing that I like to ask all my guests is what 
Um, what are two or three resources, things that helped you out along, you know, while you were planning your tiny house that that you would share with listeners or somebody if somebody asked you, I want to live in a tiny house. Where, where should I start? Um, well, I would start with my channel, of course. Right. Um, I didn't dreamer. have my I didn't have my channel. So, you know, I feel that if somebody was watching my channel and, you know. I feel I would start with my channel if I knew my channel was there. Um, I also read a book by, I believe it was Tiny House Basics. Yeah, I believe I, I read their book. And then I also read a book by um, uh, Gabriella and Andrew Morrison. I also read your book. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, and yours was uh, the parking one. So yours was helpful in finding a parking spot. So those are the three books that I purchased. Those were the only three books I purchased. So I would say those three books and my tiny house or my tiny house YouTube channel. Awesome. And the the Morrisons, is that the, the tiny house for dummies book? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a good I one. love that book. Yeah. Yeah. I love that book. Yeah. They did. Like, they did a really nice job with that one. I agree. Yeah. Like lots of information. I wrote down a whole two notebooks filled with information and you know, it went beyond those three books, but you get a lot of information from online, from all of the Facebook groups, from different websites. And then you could even go to the, the different events and, and look through the houses because that helps before you get a tiny house. If you don't have the experience of being in one, you might think it's too small when you get in one. So I would definitely say, you know, read those books and then absolutely go to tiny house shows, festivals, do as much research as you can. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I mean, the YouTube tours are great, um, but they, I feel like they oftentimes are kind of some of the most either high end or like super unique, super expensive tiny houses. And they're not always, they're not always just like, what you would expect for your own tiny house necessarily. Correct. Correct. It might not be the same style. You might not have the same stuff. So you might not be able to relate to these people, but it can help you dream. All of those tour, the tour videos can help you dream of what a house could look like and what you'd want to live in. So were there any tours that you saw like houses that inspired your house design? Um, I don't know the names of them right now, but, and there are, there, there is one specific or one or two specific ones. And I like, I cannot recall the names of them right now. Uh, I can't, I can't, That's okay. <laughs> but it it's part of the design of my office where it, it steps up and it's got like a, you know, a facing of shelves. So I think that's really pretty. And I think mine, I was told was the first house that has three layers on one Love, like I have three levels. I have storage down there. I have storage underneath me and then the office and then the cat loft. So my builder told me, he said, yours is the first house we've ever done with like three levels. Like it's usually just two levels. Yeah, it is usually just two. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's unique. It's, it's, I built all the storage too, like had it all planned out because there was something that needed to go in that spot. So I needed to create that storage. Nice. I'm curious out of, out of all your videos that you've done, do you have a favorite? Um, I have two favorites, and it's because of the way the editor edited them. 
So it, it's my tiny house bills one um, where I describe my cost of living. And I just love, I'm sitting in this spot right here and, I, and I'm sitting a little bit over here and a notebook pops up and you see, you know, the editor puts in the, the differences, the before, the after, and how much I save. I love how she did it. So that's one of them. And then my shed video, I love how the editor put in the beginning. Uh, it, the, basically, it's about why I got a shed, 10 reasons why I got a shed. But the building of the shed in the beginning, I sent him like 25 to 50 pictures and he put it together with some music in the beginning. And I just think it's awesome. <laughs> nice. I, he, put, he put the music to each of the pictures popping up. So it matched the beats. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, I will, I will link to both of those videos on the show notes page. Uh, Jennifer cool. Fused, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. This was fun. Thank, thank you so much, Ethan. Thank you so much to Jennifer Fused for being a guest on the show. You can find the show notes, including links to Jennifer's YouTube channel and the videos that we talked about in the episode at thetinyhouse.net slash 110. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash 110. And don't forget to get yourself a copy of Color Me Tiny, my tiny house coloring book for children and adults of all ages. You can get that at thetinyhouse.net slash color. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net slash color. The price is uh, a special right now for people staying at home of just $9.99 with free shipping to the United States, and that is through Amazon. So you can go right to the product listing at thetinyhouse.net slash color. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.